Well, my name is Rafael Escueda. I am, I guess I'm just starting my career. I was, I went to school uh, for art here in Wisconsin. Um, and I worked in the hospitality industry, actually. And I was really into it. But I, the whole time I was always making video games. About two years ago, I started wondering what would happen if I moved into video games. When did you uh, start making games? Oh, I've been making games since I was like really little. I had I had this program called Click and Play. It's like this WYSIWYG type game making program. I think the newest version right now is called uh, Click Team Fusion. Um, yeah. So Click and Play, I was using that in like '94. That was so long ago. Whoa. Yeah, super, super long. I was like, I was like a little kid, and I didn't know how to code. I didn't have any like family that was like, like they didn't want to touch computers, and so like stuff. It was like I just want to make video games. So that was the easiest way for me to do it. I didn't, I didn't have to learn any coding. It was just kind. It was just kind of like you set up a room, you put objects in it, and you give them behaviors. I'm surprised I haven't heard of click and play. I thought I was pretty knowledgeable, but if it's from like '94, <laughs> yeah, it, it became like click and it, they've had a lot of names. Maxis released click and play, and then there was the Games Factory, Create, Multimedia Fusion, Bell, um, and then I think now it's called. So they're they're um they're having uh, some branding issues for the past. 30 years. <laughs> cool. And then uh, what were you saying about your where you studied? Like, I went to uh, I went to Madison. I, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in college. Like, I, I, I had interests in all different things, which I think a lot of video game people. Um, and so when I went to school, I ended up doing art and I loved it. Like, I think it really kind of like shaped the way I think about things. Um, and was so, it like a classical art program? Like, a, like, like traditional art and like uh, not necessarily digital art. Yeah, it was it was much more like um, focused on fine arts. And um, there was a little bit offered between the fine arts programs and like um, digital or communicative arts programs, um, but there wasn't much push. And back back when I went to college, there wasn't really that much understanding how those interconnected. I think I think especially also because it was it's Wisconsin, so like like in a very traditional Midwestern place, like there's out on your own, or like you study the classics. And then, uh, what was your experience like after school? Um, it was, it was fun. Um, but like I, I studied art, and um, the easiest way for me to do cool art stuff was to do hospitality. I was, uh, I was like a, I was a bartender at like cocktail bars for a while. I think, I think the turning point for me when I wanted to get back into making video games or like take video games seriously. I found myself like always like 
I always did game jams. Like every year I was doing global game jam and I loved it. And then I would do like one or two more the years. And um uh that um sorry, can you hear that? There's someone's I can I can hear. Sorry. Uh, I see you being notified by something. Alright, um, so the reason I, I switched over was because um, I really just, I loved, I loved like throwing events, uh, venues that I was at, and like I realized how similar that was to game design. And I was like, these are things that I love. Like I love just like organizing people and like having them interact with me. Uh, what kind of events did you organize? Were they all game dev related? <clears throat> um, professionally organizing events, it was like parties, um, and it would be like cocktail parties or it would be like um, dinner events. Um, but when I started doing game dev stuff, I I started I did like I did like six months of like monthly game jams, which was kind of awesome and ridiculous. All of us. Whoa. Yeah, that was nuts. It was um, it was, it was fun, but it was yeah, it was pretty intense. Did you ever consider going into event planning? Um, <laughs> no. I mean, those people are insane. They like, like, and they can like schmooze with everyone, and like, I, 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 I'm okay with all those things, but like. I've, I've really enjoyed this transition to game dev. Uh, so your current project, you said it's your first commercial project. Uh, were all your past projects game jam projects? Um, no, I mean, for after my call after college, all of my like completed games were game jams, but. Or like even during college and before like high school and um I finished some games. Um and I think that older um and like like had focus um um it was harder to do game jams like games seriously outside of work. So I think that's one of the reasons why I was like super interested in game jams, because it was it was it was a way to like force myself to complete a project and give myself a scope that I could make something. A lot of people when they talk about their first games, especially ones that aren't professional projects, they always talk about struggling between their like the need to finish the project and the project's like resistance to being finished <laughs> uh, just how long it takes uh, I, was, I was wondering if you made any like big efforts to like like a, like say you plan like a multi-month multi-year project that wasn't necessarily professional did you ever like find yourself on one of those oh yeah i mean i had i had a project that i started gearbolt rage um, it's like an overhead shoot 'em up game, and I think I I I ended up redoing it like three times 
I probably like the span of development was like eight years. And every once in a while, it was funny. Like every once in a while, I would get like emails from people. I've, I'd, I'd, I'd have no idea who they were, but they're just like, hey, I love your game, Gearbolt Rage. When is it being released? And I'm like, I have, how do you even know about it? <laughs> and it's like years. Um, That's so hilarious. Like, yeah, there's always fans somewhere. Yeah. I kind of did the same thing. Uh, I had a, my my first game project, I would like revive it every few years or like every other year. And most of the time it's like, oh, I'm learning how to code. And then I'm like, no, I'm way better at coding. Let's restart the project. And yeah, it, I relate a lot to that story. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we all do. I think I um I think after this I'm gonna have to read that um that Derek Yu article about finishing games as a skill. Yes. <laughs> read that like once a year. <laughs> I'm Googling it right now just so I can post it in chat. Oh nice, nice. All right, uh, I see only Wing is on left on the call. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to hop in. Hey, um, I was wondering, how do you like, how do you decide which game to like, to commit to? Because uh, I've been wanting to like really commit to a game and make it um, marketable, make it like, and ship it. Um, but I have probably like, I have probably like eight or nine games that I want to make and like even more great game ideas. How do you know that, um, how do you know that like, uh, your, your game, the moon fields was the one you wanted to like commit to and to, um, spend your time to do. Oh, well, I mean, like in general, game developers, um, like, where what your target like what your possible targets that you can hit are you figure out which ones um are doable within your time frame you also figure out like what what you right like and like that kind of like venn diagram will help you figure out what which which one of your ideas um Specifically for the moon fields, um, I knew that um, knew that there weren't that many like Zelda style games on on like PC, so that was one of my goals. Uh, I had just developed this like aesthetic where you have sprites and shadows. It like it reminded me a lot of um, like NES games where there was like like River City Ransom has like it has like an X Y. It has X Y and Z planes. That was like a cool thing that I I thought was really awesome. Um, and then also, uh, what was the last thing? I made some made some uh, kind of like the moon fields with people. Um, it kind of took a weird turn where um, I was still I was still in like a prototyping stage and making like. Um, 
making like like small little slices of what the, would turn into the moon fields and um i made it multiplayer and that was like super fun like it was like an unbelievable amount of fun yeah that's kind of like how i decided that i was gonna make the moon fields like yeah, the market was there and um i was interested in it and like the small demos were fun That sounds kind of like the way that I make decisions too. Like usually, for, first when I was a student, I remember I, I just happened to really be into postmortems. Like I would read them a lot, and from there I accumulated a lot of like secondhand experience of like things that can go wrong in a project, and that informed my like gut feeling for like what is a risky project and what isn't. And kind of like what you said, you, there's the Venn diagram approach of like what you can do and being familiar with what you can do and what you're willing to learn to do. Uh, and and then from there, I guess the, the meat of the decision ends up being like the prototype and whether it's really fun. And usually when it's a really fun prototype, you kind of know that there's something special about it and you're more willing to go all in with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and like, like, it's so important to, um, at least for me, it's super important to like slice of a game and find that it's fun because otherwise, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to commit myself to, I'm not going to do like a three or six months project. Like I want to do a game every two or three years for me for the kinds of games that I want to play. So, do like small little bits and see if it works. Someone just joined. Her name is Tafella Pen. Did I say that right? <laughs> oh, hi. I just want to encourage you to jump in and ask a question if you want to. Uh, no, I'm I'm just I don't. Uh... <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Sounds like your mic is a little weird. I'm on my phone right now, so. Oh, of course. Yeah, I, I'm kind of just here to listen. Cool. Yeah, I just want to encourage people because sometimes I, I do all the questioning and people start to ask if, like, can they jump in? I'm like, yeah, well, I'm just actively inviting now. Yeah. Uh, I have a... I don't really have anything. I'm just going between places. It's all right. So I have a follow-up question. Thanks, so. Yeah. Uh, so how long have you been working on your current project? Um... Well, uh, the Moonfield started um, January of last year, so it's been um, I mean, it's a Zelda game, so I'm pretty sure like it's a Zelda like it's like an overhead action RPG style game. So ideas have been in my head since I was like probably I played the first Zelda game.
Are you working on, uh, you're working on it completely by yourself, or have you, like, collaborated with anyone else, even for small pieces of the game? Um, so for the Moonfields, um, uh, this is all just me, um, music, and I'm probably not going to learn that skill, <laughs> collaborating with a musician, um, and, uh, I've sound assets that I've, um, I've I've decided that I'm going to mix sounds myself. So I've like bought sound asset packs for samples that I can like pick and choose and mix myself. I'm using Unity, so that's like on else that's also a leg up. Like if I if I was doing this all by my like doing this all by myself and making my own game engine would be like insane. Um what are some of the things that you've been doing to get the word out about your game? Oh, um, uh, for my game, I take my game to as many events as I can within like the Midwest. It's pretty easy to pick the events to go to because, um, and um, I've made a lot of like friends on like twitter and social media and i just and they boost me and we're kind of like developing a game scene in like around milwaukee and madison and those are like my three main places um i think that's um, great yeah it's the this is like a thing that i think about a lot um or anything cool I just ha I have like videos of my game that I show people sometimes. Um, I'm applying to a lot of events. Yep. So far. <laughs> yeah, I think you posted on Twitter a while back that you were applying to Indie Mega Booth. Yeah, Indie Mega Booth. It's so exciting. Um, I've heard from some indies who like credit indie mega booth with giving them like the, the small spark that lit, like that created their fan base oh yeah that sounds really hope i get to <laughs> <laughs> that sounds super cool <laughs> i think it also says something about where their game was at when they were accepted it's hard to tell like the causality like maybe it would have been that big anyway but the fact that they're in the mega booth might have been like their first big hit oh yeah i i actually i genuinely think that um um are really important for getting people to really believe in your game i mean like when people play video games like when i go to an event and i ask eight people to sit down and play the moonfields with me like if if they play the Moonfields for 15 minutes with me, that's like an hour worth of time that people have invested to play my video game. Yeah. Anyone, if if there's like a body somewhere like Indie Mega Booth or Indiecade or IGF or like I'm trying to start stuff up at like local game events here, but if there's like some sort of like I don't I, I don't want to use the word authority, but like if there's someone that you trust, it's cool. 
more likely that other people will play it. And so, um, yeah, I, 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 I've, I've been applying to a lot of like kind of like curated judged events, even if I don't succeed at them. Like, it's really cool to see um, rejection letters, I guess, because <laughs> it, it sounds weird, but like, like, I, the first, maybe like one or two, I was like bummed about hearing like bad. Actually, uh, you start learning like, okay, so in it to be a game dev, so I have to listen, and two, I know which things I can believe, like, look, like, be able to like parse, like, the worst negative thing into, like, ways you can improve your game, like whether or not you. They're saying, like, you know, you know how to turn that into positives for your game dev. What's the most exciting uh, coverage that you've gotten so far? Um, there are two things. I don't know which is cooler. Um, I guess three. Uh, so PC Gamer did two things on me. Um, they wrote about how I'm taking the Moonfields on tour. There's an article. I'm gonna post it in the in the thing. Um, so like, it was a lot of validation for me to get. Um, his name is Jay Allen. To write this article um and and so the way that happened was um i made a lot of friends at local game dev events um and when jay allen posted about how he's looking for new indies to talk about one of my game dev friends had um pinged both me and him on twitter i was like well you should talk about the moonfields because i just my road miles and i just finished driving three thousand miles to show off my multiplayer game so he thought that was like a cool story and it was kind of i'm really happy that he wrote this because um not it's not like a super fluff piece like he does say like lots of nice things about me but um i think it's kind of like to the point of like what makes Kind of unique like i don't think there are many game devs that spend all this time to like drive and connect to all their fans um yeah especially if you're like geographically isolated right right, right. and you know like being in the midwest like it's just like like boring driving so <laughs> with my um right now yeah, uh, yeah, but one of the cool things is that Jay Allen, um, he, well, I don't know if it's like him, but then in PC Gamers, like top for 2018 or like upcoming PC Games 2018, they put the Moonfields in it. And I was pretty stoked about both of those. Like, treat that as one thing because it's like exciting. It's like excitement coming from one area. Other thing that I'm really excited about, and I think it's going to be, it's going to start happening soon, but it hasn't like super exploded yet. Um, really excited to see um, people streaming my game. Gamers streamed my game. I think they're from Portland, Seattle. Um, but yeah, they do multiplayer streaming, and I think that's really great. Like, Ooh. kind of like 
I, I didn't hear. Um. Oh, I was just saying how that was cool. <laughs> uh, multiplayer streamer. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like. I mean, it's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, is they specialize in multiplayer streaming, and and they loved it. Um, they played it at low res, and like it was, it was like kind of ugly when they played it. And I'm kind of upset that like that's how it defaulted. But I don't know. I think that's just another one of those like keep game deving like don't stop things. Like I have to figure out how to best, even with like all of like the cool positives, like you still always, I'm always like looking for ways to like improve situations. I guess as most games does. Yeah, and like doing cool stuff that helps you earn good, like earned press. Uh, like even there, I guess you probably didn't, when you did some of the stuff that you did, you probably didn't expect to get press out of it. Uh, but at least once you get covered in a few places, it's kind of easier to get covered again. Uh. Totally, totally. Yeah, because it's it's momentum. And um... then you get journalists following you on Twitter, and then as you post about your game on Twitter, they kind of get reminded that it exists, and it's like a nice feedback loop. Right, right, right. And, you know, like, the... And all that stuff is really kind of exciting to follow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna ask another question. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I wanted to ask you about programming. So you went to art school. Uh, how was your experience like learning to code? Uh, and do you do you do you see sharp with Unity? I use C sharp. Yeah. Um. So I um. I am good at math and science, um, and so when I took my first programming class, was uh, getting a D in it. I dropped the class. Um, to me, uh -huh. um, and I didn't. I I really didn't know what to like. I finished UW. This is at the beginning of me like trying being like, well, maybe I should be a game dev like. Like, I, I really enjoy making games still. And so I, I was taking one class, and I was working. And I, like, spent, like, a boatload of time on it. And it was super upsetting when I, like, couldn't figure it out. And um, I think I think one of the weird, interesting things is that, like, then the next semester, I was like, I got to do it again. Um, and I did it again. And the repeat or if I had a better teacher, but it was just like super cake the next time. It was like way better. And yeah, that was, that was, we, I, I feel like it should be natural. And many times when I do, it is, but like I bang my head against it sometimes and it's super frustrating. And I guess that's what an artist that code does. <laughs> so the, you, it sounds like the main thing that helped you was getting a different teacher. I mean, it was like the same. It was like the same class. Like, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. You just yeah. kept trying, and then by the time you got another teacher, you had the experience 
from all your other previous attempts, and eventually you just kind of got through that hump. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much, that's probably what it is. It's probably just kind of like, I mean, my, my first teacher was, I, I went to one of his, like, his, like, uh, office hours. At it, like, I'm doing, like, fine on the homework, and, like, I'm a participating class, and then, like, when it comes to, like, test time, I, like, bomb, and, like, He's just, he was just like, just like Eastern European um, grad student who, who was like forced into, into like teaching a summer class and like, oh, I know that. Smart dude. Out that like he, he, his advice, he, he used the, he used, he used Google in his explanation of how to fix, how to like learn program. Oh, I mean, that kind of like also, Gave me a reason to like quit the class because it's just like, in you can learn things in some sort of like, maybe, but like, I wasn't about that at the time in my life. Yeah, in in academia, there are a lot of people who pursue like like grad degrees and uh, uh, post grad degrees. Um, who they may be more interested in like research and stuff, but part of the Part of the gig is that you have to teach eventually, and not everyone is into that, let alone good at it. And so you do, unfortunately, get uh, just bad teachers. <laughs> yeah, and it, it all depends on like your 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 learning style as well, right? Like, because some people can learn off of like just like hanging out with like incredibly smart people, but like other people yeah. need to. I wish I knew that before I went to before I decided on which school to go to. Like, I went to the cheap. Um, state university, like it's like a value, but um... you probably you probably also didn't get to know your preferred way of learning until you found something that wasn't your preferred way of learning, yeah, right? Like, yeah, my my entire like pre college career, the smartest person alive. Like, <laughs> That's not true, and um, to have gone through like education in ways that like until then, until like college. It's interesting that you struggled to learn to code uh, because I would imagine that the early like game making tools that you were using would have prepared you a little bit. Oh, um, okay, yeah. So like that's one of the things that like really really helps me accelerate when I do code. Early game making tools like really help me understand like generally how things work. Like as soon as like I trip, it's really hard for me to get back up. I see. So also like architecture, like I, I didn't really start I still don't understand it, but like I I I have like patterns. It's like a free ebook website and then oh, you can, like buy the book. game game programming patterns i think it's called game programming patterns it's like uh this has been recommended to me from like multiple yeah in my life. i i have the physical copy <laughs> so it's so good and like i kind of like read it like i would like like i read like you know, exercise your voice is cutting off a bit 
kind of read it like I read from like front to back or like you, it's not a book that you read for reference. You just kind of like when you have time, you just pick up a thing and you read it and it like slowly. Well, this is the way I do it. Like it's slowly just like. Yeah, I, I had a friend who uh, I gave him a similar book for his birthday and he told me how. Like, he's like, you can't read this, or like, you can try, you can try to read it in order, but it's not, like, the best reading experience. It's kind of like, more like what you're saying, where you you might be, like, have some free time, and you're like, okay, let me just read a random chapter, or the, maybe just the next chapter, and they're kind of standalones, since they're, like, cookbook-style tips. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's very, that's a good analogy. Uh, I actually found many of the things in there useful because I started programming in Flash, and Flash does a lot of things for you as an engine, mainly for drawing to the screen, but it doesn't necessarily like set up the game loop like Unity does. And so I, I was like really into that game loop chapter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's little things in there. I find, man, there was a period of time when I tried learning Flash. And going from something that like really took care of everything, like multimedia fusion did, to Flash was difficult. And then I think that was like one of the things that like I bounced off of a long time after that. It probably felt like you had like cinder block shoes. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like it's like oh well before I had a program where I could just like draw a bunch of pictures and then put them in order. And like it would loop and play an animation while I could like like my platform engine. And then like with I had to learn so many things. Like you had to you had to learn how to I had to relearn how to draw things. And wow, I don't even remember what things annoyed me about Flash. Actually, <laughs> I mean Unity. Oh, there's also uh uh, like the tools were also a big problem. I tried to uh, get some students in my school to work on projects with me, and getting them up to speed on the tools like get Flash Pro, it maybe get Flash Builder, which is like an Eclipse plugin, technically. And there's like other alternatives out there, but that was a big headache for a lot of students. Yeah, yeah, that's difficult. I don't know. I mean, I think some students just like want to be game designers and it's like really hard. Because like the right game like as far as I know, the right game design tool to learn game design is like wigs. There are like game game maker is great. Or like Have you tried Game Maker? Um to me it's it's it was hard to it was hard to decide to do Game Maker because I when I got serious, I um I um I was already really good at multimedia fusion. Like, I see. It was like it kind of felt like a it was not as hard to learn as like Flash was, but it was like I knew that I was gonna run into limitations and if I wanted to be like super serious about game dev and also like I don't know, I I just I made the it wasn't like this macho decision. I need to learn how to really code because I don't I don't like look down at Game Maker, but I think that as a, per I mean, I was probably yeah this for real. Like if I 
put myself only in game maker like i i would make game maker games and i would be competing against other game maker games if i had moved into unity and i learned a cool graphical program like a cool like way to do pixel art in unity like that's like uh a, a niche that i could carve like i don't think i still don't think any there are many games that look like my game that was a pretty good strategic decision oh yeah super super into strategy <laughs> uh i've heard other uh developers say the same thing about game maker they just have the same concerns of it might be good at the beginning uh but if depending on where you are in your in your learning path uh game maker uh they're they just they're just concerned and i've, I've heard uh at least one person say that the game maker that like a lot of people who get really really good with game maker they either outgrow the tool and move on to other stuff and therefore there's not as much you start running into problems that only really advanced game maker devs run into and because there aren't that many really advanced game maker devs because most of them outgrow the tool there just isn't enough advice out there for those problems. Whereas Unity, Unity has like really hardcore devs, like senior developers who have been using the tool for years. And so you're more likely to find other people online who have run into advanced, you know, perhaps like niche problems with the engine. Totally, Unity's Unity's tutorials are awesome, and I think that I think that's I think that it's like a really good place to kind of land as a like a young or or a young in my development career young developer do i mean i don't know i mean it depends on like i also i i kind of i also kind of think that like i know about game maker is that like it's not useless to learn like you can learn game maker and like learn how to do like all of the basic stuff and then that would that would give you a leg up in the learning how to do c yeah all of like and game maker but all of that experience from game maker is still very useful in unity uh yeah all right so i asked you about coding i asked you about your project your career your like your your uh press coverage how about art? I haven't really talked to you about art. Okay. So, uh, when did you first get into art stuff? Um, when did I first get into art stuff? Is that like digital stuff? Like, how did? When did you first start like applying your your art degree and your art skills to making digital projects like games? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I've always really liked doing digital stuff. Um, I made, I was making games at like 10 years old. So like games as a kid, it was just like pixel art. Um, and I'd kind of copy things that I really liked or, and also one of the cool things was getting into a, um, back, back when it was click and play, there were a lot of people like, well, people in this chat really remember it, but on the America online message boards. Uh, people that would like make click and play games and then post them and i'm sure there were like other 10 to 15 year olds and they just all like learned from each other um eventually some of them would like kind of like stand out and 
other stuff or make other stuff. Um, as I got into college, it was it was weird because I still wanted to do digital stuff, but um, do like a figure drawing or a portrait or like a big kind of like flat image digitally. I don't think people really understood what was going on. Like there wasn't there weren't really many good critiques when I was in college for my digital stuff. But I was, I mean, I don't know. I've always, I've always been doing like pixel art stuff. And so what's your main art style? Is it pixel art? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that that's my main art style. I mean, to, I went to art school, so I, I know how to like paint and draw and, um, I can do like physical media really like figured out my workflow between that and like computer stuff so i i pretty much do everything digitally i go i've been using a sprite a lot um a spread a sprite a s e oh sprite a s e p r i t e a s e a sprite <laughs> I realize I never say that word out loud. Um, so a sprite is really awesome for making pixel art. Right yeah. The forums that I use, I use Twitter a lot. Um, I should probably check out like Pixel Joint because every time I go there, I'm like super impressed. Um, game art too. Do you have any like uh, tips for any artists who are trying to make pixel art for like the first time? Um, go simple. Don't have too many details. Um, don't like if you're having a hard time expressing something in pixel art, it's probably because your resolution is too low. And if you're having a really easy time expressing something in pixel art, it's probably because it's too high. <laughs> um. Like my favorite exercise, like when I when I spend like a couple weeks coding, I usually come back and do art um, by uh, a tile set from like a Nintendo game. I think that's like the easiest way to do pixel art. Um, yeah, that's like my favorite kind of like get back into the flow of things. And it's really, I mean, you you have you'll have. Um, is it like I do a lot of like overhead at action kind of stuff? So uh, there's a bunch of like old NES games, and I can just have like the pixels, on, the the old tile set on the right, and then I'm making my new thing on the left, and like I can compare. They did things back in the day, super 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 easy, super relaxing. Um, Uh, the creative skills that you learned in art school, do they translate easily to game design? Um, I think my game design, um, more, more learned from, like, like, life skills. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, when you're, like, a bartender or you're, like, a manager of hospitality, like, 
your your goal is to get people to come in and like spend money and enjoy their time doing it and like i i maybe this is a cynical way of thinking about game design but like i think about people coming in and playing my game and spending time and like but they also have to like enjoy their their son that's pretty neat themselves all this other time it's it's weird um I, I still have to like figure out this cell because i don't know how many uh i've I have one uh, artist, game design buddy who he works. He used to work for Avalanche, um, from friends of friends of friends. But we chat a lot about how like how like um, three like skills like secretly come into play when we do game design. Um, I mean, it's weird. I I. I don't know how relatable it is, um, but art skills as far as game design, like, I guess, like, if you learn about, like, composition and, like, very broad strokes for art to game design, but I I think, like, other kinds of, um, other like learning about like film or like pacing in movies or, or or like writing i think that's much more applicable to game design than like art skills i have this theory that there's like in any creative field or medium that there's an, a shared underlying set of creative skills uh mm-hmm. stuff like like learning to kill your ideas or uh kind of like prototyping slash workshopping uh and i was wondering if when you were making games you're like oh well i have these creative skills and these creative experience from all my art projects i, w- I was wondering if there was like a connection there that fed into your uh, game making process or if it just felt natural because you never thought about those skills <laughs> um i mean i i don't know my, like my favorite artist is like caravaggio he made like very beautiful, like, um, uh, what, Chiroscuro, um, uh, little post-Renaissance era. It was, like, technically really good at what he did. Um, but I don't think, I don't think that really made him special in any way. Special was when he had subversive messages, or just messages in general, where he was able to use his medium to other than what his patrons had wanted him to say. Um, and this is kind of like me being like, like a little heady, I guess. But like when you, when I design games, I always like think about like what, what, what underlying things is my game saying? So like a particular, this is like, find the running and jumping in the moonfields super important to me that the run is mapped to mashing down on a button and that it is correlated to how fast your your speed your running speed is correlated to how fast you're mashing because this idea that um i always talk about how 
but player want like even if you're technically a slower you pick a slower character than someone else if you want to catch the other person you will like translate pushing buttons to like wanting and like that's like a weird <laughs> that's pretty neat interpret like the game design as like a psychological thing and i think i think going those as far as meaning goes like is important in, in game design to like make your game mean something And I think it's also interesting how in your philosophy, uh, like thinking of the experience as someone coming over and having a good time, I think a lot of people kind of forget about that, kind of take it for granted that people are having a good time. They don't think of themselves as like a host that needs to actively accommodate their players. So I think that, that's pretty great too. Totally. I think, I think that's, um, I mean, that's the thing, that's life. Here's a life lesson for all you, <laughs> like all the people that you're around. <laughs> and if if you if you can't like, don't be around them. <laughs> like that's like yeah. All right, we have five minutes left. Do you have any idea, like even like a horrible estimate of when your current project will be out? Um, well, okay. So is currently available on itch.io. Um, oh, that's a demo, right? Uh, there's a demo and there's also uh, early access. Oh. Access, early access, whatever you want to call it. So one of the one of the things that I really want to do is get um, small enclaves of people playing and getting good at the moonfields. Um, I would I'd, I'd be super stoked if somebody wrote like a strategy guide or like bomb wiki for it um, or any wiki really. But yeah, so um, it's multiplayer out right now. The single player is done. Um, that's when the game will be like fully released as like a whole package. And will that probably be this year? Um, if if I can, if everything if everything like works out, it'll be it'll be like December this year. Um, yeah, that would be like the ultimate. I'm going to GDC this year, and I'm gonna try really hard to talk to consoles and see how and bring the moonfields to get it on the switch i'd love it on the switch i think it would look cool um i worry about like the switch's resolution and like the way my game does resolution <clears throat> uh fine and i'm sure switch fans would be super stoked um to have more local multi on their console um but yeah i mean that that could change things that could change the way things get released and such yeah and i hear the playstation dev kit is pretty expensive right 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 so like money in time in um money out and there was yeah. a period of time when i was like um like a big fan of particular consoles but now i'm just like like I play most of my games on my PC, and <laughs> yeah, they're all like indie games. I have 
I have my PlayStation so I can play Bloodborne. And um, if Bloodborne 2 comes out, like... <laughs> um, but yeah, that's... Do you, do, you, do you find that you have time to play games? Um, no, I have no time to play games. <laughs> Sometimes I, I think about it, and then I'm like, okay, I can play this game that's related to the Moonfields maybe like 12 hours in a week, and that's like my entire... It's like either that or I hang out with friends, and that's... yeah. Usually, usually, like socializing, like a co-working space. I wouldn't need my socializing time, but like socializing, it's like very important. I I feel like everyone says that. Like I go to GDC, and I feel like everyone's saying, "Oh, this is a great way to learn about the games that I should play this year." <laughs> Even though everyone's talking about games that were about last year. Yeah. Right. Jeez. Dude, I want. Uh... I saw I saw a meme, a GDC meme, like the other day. That was, uh, like you know, uh, I forget. Uh, was it Drake? That Drake meme where he's like putting his hand up in one pose, and then the other one's like a thumbs up. Uh, the first one was like two different reactions that 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 person hears developers say at GDC. One is, "Oh my gosh, I play all of your games. I'm such a big fan." And there is, they put that next to the nope face and then the other reaction is i haven't i've been so busy i haven't had time to play a game but congratulations on getting it featured here and that's like the yep reaction <laughs> like i can relate to that yep yep oh man that is totally what it is i i think i play most of my indie games at gdc i played i played hyperlight drifter last year I like an hour of a lot of like multiplayer games. Multiplayer games. I just find that I have like the two games that I am currently playing, at, and they tend to be games that I've sunk thousands of hours in already. So my my habit of playing new games is really bad. It's hard to play new games. I think. I mean, it's fine. I think. I'm. I either made it up or like I read that. Some of my favorite game designers play like one game a year. So, <laughs> and if, if I if I have enough time and like don't right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like what you said. The last time that I got in, in, into a new game or into a lot of new games was for a professional reason. Like, oh, I'm playing a whole bunch of games that are similar to this project that I'm currently working on. Right. That's how that's how I'm gonna convince myself to buy Monster Hunter. <laughs> you can file it as a business expense. Oh man, business expense. That list of things is going up this year. Oh man. All right, so looks like we're out of time. Any last last thoughts? Uh Nope. <laughs> Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, I recorded this session, and we'll try to get it uploaded to the HDA YouTube account soon. Uh, we haven't uploaded anything to that account yet. We're, I'm still working with HQ to get access to it.
uh, it's a little hairy. There's like some little IT stuff, which uh, just like some advanced YouTube that we're trying to turn on. Uh, but yeah, thanks a lot for chatting with us. Thanks, thanks, guys. Good luck with your game. Thanks.